What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Welcome to the Viking Age podcast, the official podcast of thevikingage.com. We do this every Monday and Thursday night right here on the Viking Age YouTube channel. My name is Chris Shad. I write for the Viking Age as well as Zone Coverage. Bring me the news and the Brookings Register. My co-host is Adam Patrick. He is the managing editor of the Viking Age. We do this every Monday and Thursday, like I had mentioned, but you tend to miss us we're on apple and spotify the very next day but however you consume us rate comment like and subscribe so you never miss a new episode like i always miss what to say during the introduction adam let's start here well first of all uh, football is back apparently um i don't know if you've been online at all and seen twitter but it's been a blaze all day because the i'm sorry what did you call it football no that's what they say twitter what's that Oh, yeah, I (laughs) I'm going to be like the people I I mentioned this last episode, but like I'm going to be like the old people who refuse to call the Cleveland Guardians, the Guardians. Like, I remember Chief Wahoo. Like, I haven't I haven't updated the app on my phone yet. So I still have the blue. You still got the bird. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I am surprised it still works. Honestly, the the X people or whatever haven't kicked down the door to your house just like update your app uh no no i prefer not to but um all sorts of stuff like now they're doing like the repost thing and like uh i'm kind of sitting here just like um am i on threads or twitter like right which which one is that but um (laughs) like i was saying tonight is the hall of fame game between the cleveland browns and the new york jets uh an elite matchup uh especially a quarterback which a couple years ago i think after the draft some people were thinking Kellen Mond and Zach Wilson on Monday Night Football. No, no, we're not. Uh, We're actually watching that as part of a preseason game. And before I went on the air, I decided to do a little scrolling. Uh, This is a list of Browns who will not play tonight. Uh, (laughs) Let's check it out. Uh, Greg Newsome, Juan Thornhill, Amari Cooper, Deshaun Walker, or excuse me, Deshaun Watson, Anthony Walker Jr., Jeremiah Arwosu-Koromoa, Elijah Moore, Jakeem Grant, Donovan Peoples-Jones, Mike Woods the second, Joshua Dobbs, Jalen Darden, Marquise Goodwin, Denzel Ward, Grant Delpit, Martin Emerson Jr., Nick Chubb, Rodney McLeod, Mike Ford Jr., Jerome Ford, Matthew Adams, Slow, I, Sion, I'm sorry, I can't pronounce that name, Jacob Phillips, Oguo, or, uh, oh my God, I, I'm so, I, I'm reading this on the fly, so I would have like prepared, but uh, Ogbo, 
Aranguo. He's a defensive end. So I, I totally botched that. I'm sorry. Ethan Pochick, Jared Wills Jr., Joel Batonio, Wyatt Teller, Jack Cotland, Tyrone Wheatley Jr., Jordan Atkins, David Njoku, Harrison Bryant, Dalvin Thompson, Miles Garrett, Tristan Hale, and old friend Zadarius Smith. Football is back. Yeah, there's two former offensive coordinators on the Brown staff. We obviously know one, Kevin Stefanski. Do you know the other one who is on his staff? <sighs> Mike Prieper. Uh, nope, he got fired. Um, oh, he got fired. <laughs> he uh, he had an infamous play card, uh, play calling card when he was with the Vikings. Is that Musgrave? Yeah, he's on the Brown staff. Really? He's he's a senior offensive assistant or whatever. Well, it's going to be run chub left, run chub right, run right. chub, run right. chub up the middle. Ah, <laughs> this show is the only got dirty. <laughs> yeah, I feel like he's the only uh, Vikings offensive coordinator who used Cordell Pro- Patterson properly. Yeah, uh, it's like, why don't he just put the ball in his hands? No, he's got to yeah. run. He's got to run the X route and uh, yeah. the bang eight or whatever North Turner yep. called it or yep. uh, whatever that hot garbage was. Um, let's talk about some current Vikings coaches to start off All with right. because right. Kevin O'Connell had an interview with KFAN's Dan Barrero and he was asked kind of about, you know, what's it like outside of the building? How do you how do you kind of cope with it? Do you take time off? That sort of thing. And KOC said this, I'll tell you this. It was during the off season Saturday, the honeydew list came out. I went to home Depot in a matter of about 20 minutes there. You know, I'm not very familiar with the store's layout. I got two things in 20 minutes trying to find everything. I, I, I can relate. Honey, uh, home Depot's, it can be overwhelming to find something. Even like, like I used to work at Menards. And like that, I mean, I would get annoyed all the time when people worked just because I was paid like 10 bucks an hour or whatever it was. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I totally get it. But uh, he said in the process, I had three or four folks come up to me, just shake my hand and say, before I die, coach, uh, assuming that meant a Super Bowl. O'Connell right. continued. Some of these folks are a little older. So I was saying to myself, we better get back to work, Caden, because I don't think we have much time. Uh, and there were some young folks. And I say, hey, I just hope you guys understand how much of an honor it is for me to be the coach of this football team. And then we got uh, Cheryl. She is the receptionist in the front lobby. We couldn't do this without her. And then down in the parking garage, we have Jerome. Literally couldn't get in the building without him. Actually, he didn't say it. But um, my first question is, if you ran into Kevin O'Connell at Home Depot or just in the wild, so to speak, what would you say to him? Oh, wow. Um, you know, first I'd say go Padres because from San Diego. Yeah. Um, Wouldn't you tell him go Aztecs, though? Because he's he's from SDS. Well, the other SDSU. I, right. I got to right. be careful. I, I guess. I guess. But, you know, I know he he's he's in Minnesota and has to be with the twins but you know he's he threw out the Padres first pitch too so he's yes. a he's a Padres um uh I would just you know I would say I don't even know what I would say really um because I don't want <laughs> to put like the burden of the whole franchise on this one guy like he's been there for a year like you have to do this you have to save us like no just just you know do the best you can and don't you know don't don't cut corners you know just do what you think is best for the franchise, and if if that works, fine. If not, then no will. You know, just give it your best and try, and that's all you can do. Like it sounds cheesy or cliche, but like sounds like you're all. like talking, like right. coaching a little league team. Right, right, like, right. Try your best, kids. Say, eat your vitamins, say your prayers, and drink your milk, and maybe you too can win the Super Bowl. But that's that's what I want. I don't want. I'd rather 
you know him go out trying to do his own thing than than trying to than like going out with players getting you know suspended for having a party on a boat or something scalping tickets or something like that um you know it seems like he he's got a he's generated a good locker room in there uh with good culture uh good buzzword there um but uh yeah i don't uh, i mean and I don't know. It's tough to say what you would want to say. I think I would just have a, I would have a conversation with him, just like what you know, what he, what vision he has for the team, because it's only been there for a year, and I don't think they, he and Quasi had that much, really, too much control over what exactly they wanted to do in the first year. It seems like they have a little more freedom the second year. So I'm just curious, to like you know, do you want to move forward with Kirk Cousins? Do you, you know. Why did you? And which point he'd be like, I'm really trying to find a plunger. Yeah, here. My, wife, get out uh, here. my toilet is my toilet is overflowing. And, you know, <laughs> I'm just all this stuff right now. Yeah. Um, I don't think I'd have a long drawn out conversation with him just because I know a lot of people who go to like the home improvement stores and that stuff type of stuff don't want to spend too much yeah. time. in I the also, home improvement yeah, stores. I also wouldn't be at Home Depot, so I would never run into so so you'd be like you'd be like at a concert just like if I have you would be you would be the guy in that meme where he's like talking to the hot chick and like screaming in her ear and just she she looks yeah, completely yeah, yeah. uninterested just yeah. like just trying to have a couple if of I need to get something here. from Home Depot I order it ahead of time and pick it up I don't I don't want to waste my time going looking for it in the store so that is brilliant. Uh, you you could tell sometimes walking around in Menards who had been there for a couple hours like people in the appliances department they're just like oh my god yeah do we really need to decide the color of trim inside the oven like just, just order the damn oven i i can't the, handle this anymore just in the, i've had enough <laughs> i've had enough um the only time that I ran into a celebrity in the wild is uh, when I was working at Menards, actually Sid Hartman <laughs> came over and he was trying to get a patio set and he wanted this table. And like a lot of people, like I, I noticed there are a lot of like psychos who like go from Menards to Menards trying to get their patio table or whatever. So like, I'm just walking around and there's Sid and um, you know, I, I get it in his situation because he's he probably like living. No, 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 no. He looked very angry, actually, because he just wanted the damn table. That's, I mean, that, that's him. That that was yeah. him. But I was like, like, oh, holy shit. And I'm like, ah, I'm not going to say anything just because Ooh. like it, it, it depends. Like, you know, when to approach somebody like uh, like if you're out at a bar, hey, want a beer? Like, I, I would never like because because I'm sure in like those situations are just like living their everyday lives and everything else. But um. I just thought it was interesting that a whole bunch of people went up to Kevin O'Connell and was just like, before I die, like I, I'm envisioning like Friday night light stuff. Like you, you watch that show, right? Where like, what was the, uh, what was the booster guy's name? That was just shady as fuck. And like he, he built like a U.S. bank stadium jumbotron at uh per, uh, I can't even know the name. I have no idea. I never watched the show. Clear eyes, full hearts, can't lose. It's all you need to know. They just say that a lot throughout the show. Um, let's talk about the Vikings, the actual Vikings, because they turned around and they hosted Dalton Reisner for a visit. Now, if you don't know who Dalton Reisner is, uh, he is a second round pick in the 2019 NFL draft by the Denver Broncos. He's a 28 year old who has played four seasons at left guard. Hmm. Posted a pass blocking grade above 69 in all four seasons. Nice. 
and somehow he's still a free agent. Uh, Kevin O'Connell basically confirmed the visit by telling the media what a visit is. Like, well, it's when you have interest in a guy, and the guy comes in, and you visit, and you show him around, and then he you mansplained have these conversations. A visit. Yeah, he, he basically mansplained a visit. He, he stopped short of, like, talking about uh, how he'd meet uh, Dennis, the equipment manager. You know, we'd be out there naked without him. And then we got, uh, then we got uh, Florence, the... Uh, Italian janitor, you know, the toilets have never been cleaner. I mean, if you've ever been in a bad toilet and trust me, I've been in some airports, uh, it can be a really tricky situation, wow. especially <laughs> when you're trying to get out at halftime. Anyway, uh, <laughs> O'Connell also mentioned that his predominant history has been on that left side. That's one of the reasons why you bring a player in on a visit to have those conversations. We feel comfortable about his answer to that question. So this is my Brian Windhorst voice. Why would the Vikings do that? Are they are they worried about the offensive line or what's going on? Um, I'm not so sure yet, but you know, Chris Reed's been hurt. And then uh, I think they just released someone with like a non-football illness or injury. So there's two guys that are down. I'm sure some of them were banged up after training camp. Um, and they just, they just signed two depth guys. Christian DeLauro and Jared Williams signed. Yeah, today, yes. I think they've, played a combined 15 snaps uh, in their NFL career, and they're both undrafted. Um, so they're basically camp bodies. So my feeling with after those signings is that they just need more people for camp. Um, I think they might have brought Dalton Risner, Reisner in, Tomato Tomato, um, in uh, to see if he was willing to come in and maybe upgrade their depth and then maybe compete for a, sp- a starting spot. Not be given a starting spot, but just compete. Um, and... And I don't because I don't think the Vikings were willing to just bring him in and immediately make him a starter in August. Uh, I don't know how smart that would be to begin with, uh, whether he's better than Ed Ingram or Ezra Cleveland anyways. Um, but yeah, the 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 reasoner thing like him not signing anything that makes me believe that he probably wanted to land with a team that he would have a better opportunity to start and a more guaranteed opportunity to start because he started every game in his career in his four years in the NFL. He started every single game. Um, that he's been on the field so it's it would be weird for him to go in year five it's not like he's an old vet in year five to go from starting every game to hey you're you're back so i think that was part of the problem i think the vikings are just exploring their options he was out there they have a connection with him with their their offensive line coach and their assistant offensive line coach um so yeah i i'm i'm not worried about it uh i i like the the checking in and and seeing if they that there are, there's always a way to improve your team, especially the offensive line. Even though some people have rated their offensive line like top ten unit before the season starts, which is like how bad is everyone else? Did, did you watch? There are a lot of people who just watched Red Zone and uh, the playoff did, game against. Did the they watch quarterback where Kirk Cousins was the most hit quarterback in in the NFL? Where he's getting his ribs bashed in on every play. Yeah, yeah. Like, so. Um, it it kind of came out of the blue for me, I think. Oh yeah, because it it like we didn't like normally by this point of camp we would have heard oh Gary Bradbury is getting tossed with the wind out there like there was a stiff breeze and he went back twenty yards like we haven't heard any of that so like when they started talking about Reisner I was just kind of like uh why would they do that not even like a Windhorse thing just like that's weird and the fact that they had a conversation about left or right like I. I don't know. I haven't heard anything as far as, you know, the offensive lines getting tossed around like any of that stuff. And the other thing that O'Connell mentioned outside of his Home Depot adventures in that Barrero interview was that 
he likes the continuity in the offensive line. Like he, he mentioned that injuries weren't an excuse, but like mixing those things up and shuffling them all around, even in a course in a game just creates a big pain in the ass. Basically he talked about the Dallas game when Christian Darisaw worked hard to get back into the lineup coming off a concussion. He was out in a couple of plays and you know, he said he learned a lot that day about being a oh, head yeah. coach. Um, just a lot of things here. And I, I think after signing the two bodies, it's about depth and it might yeah. even be just planning a seed for later in the season, because what if Cleveland or Ed Ingram break something? Like they break their leg yep. or something, probably giving Dalton Reisner a call, especially if it's yeah. early in the season. Right. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know. I, I do like the due diligence. Uh, I, I, it kind of raises some alarms for me as far as the offensive line. Cause I don't yeah. think the Vikings really didn't do anything with this group over the yeah. off season. And they just kind of said, we're going to run it back. And everybody's like, Oh, are you sure about that? Like it, yeah, and I don't think I don't think enough people, this group. Yeah, I don't think enough people are talking about Brian O'Neill. Like he's coming off an Achilles injury and everyone's just assuming like he's going to be back to normal himself, which he could be, but like there's also that chance that he either gets hurt again or he's, you know, not as good as he was because maybe he's a little concerned about his injury or something changed in his ability to do something. Like everyone's just assuming he's going to be back to normal and the uh Vikings fan pessimist in me is like, um I'm not so sure about that. So like that's 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 a little concern I still have that maybe not everyone has. But and obviously the interior offensive line, Darisaw, you worry about the concussions, but he, I think he's using a different helmet now. Um, so maybe there's some some hope that that will help. But yeah, like I saw, I think it, I think it was um, who was the guy that rated them like eighth in the league? He's on the 33rd team. Oh, Ross Tucker. Um, mm. <laughs> He ran the bike. Very weird, but yeah. Eighth best offensive line in the uh, NFL going into the season. And I'm like, you're if a former you, you offensive the, lineman. If you look at the tackles, I yeah. That's like, exactly why he did I it. Think, that's I, what he said. He yeah, said I think I think that's the most important thing. Like, if you got two solid bookend tackles in a perfect world, you could just throw whoever you want in the center of that offensive line. The problem is the Vikings haven't figured that out. Garrett Bradbury always leads the league in pressures, and he would have last year if he didn't hurt his back. Ezra yep. Cleveland got absolutely dominated by what was it, Jonathan, or was it Deron Payne or Jonathan Allen? Whoever it was, he got his ass whipped in Washington. Yeah, but it, they, they tag-teamed him, basically. Just, you know. I mean, not Kirk Cousins. 3D. Though, yeah. And then there was Ed Ingram who... Stepped yeah. on Kirk Cousins' foot like seven times. But, but I'm also... I don't know why I'm irrationally positive about Ed Ingram because I think he played better as the season went along. Yeah. Um, and there's a foundation there. Like unlike Cleveland, Ingram has played guard throughout his career. So there's no learning curve there. He's right. pretty good in run blocking. So if he could just be average as a pass blocker, yeah. I think the Vikings could have a solution at least at right guard Cleveland. I mean, I, I, there was that report at the end of last season from Chris Thomason that said Ezra Cleveland is interested in an extension and the Vikings never called him back, apparently, because the deal didn't get done. Um, I'm, a, I'm interested in an extension, too. <laughs> I, I would love to be locked in for $17 million, guys. Um, yeah. We'll call you back. Um, <laughs> Yo, th- this just, oh, yeah. I love to, I love to play for the Vikings for life. Oh, good for you. Yeah. See you later next year. That's- I do agree with you with Ed Ingram though. He's had he gets a instead of last year where he was a rookie and he had to do all the pre pre draft stuff, you know, rookie camp, all that stuff, learning the new playbook and everything. He gets to come in the same offense. He gets the full off season with the Vikings, strength training and all that stuff. So like, yeah, I would agree that he he has a good chance to be much better than he was last year. 
I mean, you can't be much worse. No, no. I I mean, the floor, the the bar is low. Yeah. <laughs> and if he doesn't clear the bar this year, then, then you gotta look for something. And if I remember correctly, um, Ezra, Ezra Cleveland kind of made some steps in the right direction his second year, where like the first year when he was a rookie and he was playing, he was kind of similar to Ed Ingram, and then he was able to improve slightly in his, his second year with the Vikings. So maybe that can happen with uh, Ed Ingram, hopefully. Well, let's stay with that 2022 draft class because things aren't exactly going well. Uh, Andrew Booth Jr., he's hurt again. You know, the guy who hasn't been healthy since high school, he got hurt again. That I don't know. Just things. Just, I, like, honestly, so Booth did not practice on Wednesday due to an undisclosed injury uh, mm-hmm. that he suffered on Tuesday. Uh, Wednesday was also a a, very light walkthrough because they're having the night practice tonight with the TCO. Like, I don't know. I always remember. So, so this is, this is kind of a side note, but I remember one of the first years they did hard knocks. They did it in river falls for chiefs camp. And I think Gunther Cunningham. Yeah. That's his name. Well, I think Herm Edwards was the coach. No, Todd Haley was the coach. Oh, okay. Because I remember Todd Haley being there. Herm, Ed- Herm Edwards was there, I think, they did maybe an, they the do first year one? or two. But I think, or maybe maybe he was the head coach when they that did. It was Herm Edwards. Yeah. 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 Because I think maybe they changed coaches. Because Haley was after right Edwards. Through. Haley right. had like Matt Castle. And- Gunther Cunningham had some role on the staff. I think he was the defensive coordinator. Yeah. And it was family fun night. And there is a clip yeah. in that uh, series of hard knocks where he's like, fucking family fun night i fucking hate this shit like just <laughs> grumbling around there's kids yelling and screaming and he's oh fucking kids ah. like, <laughs> and um yeah, right. that's exactly what i think of when you think of these night like, practices but, like a football coach yeah um booth has not taken any first team reps in training camp according to judd zolgad of score north and the vikings wire uh the vikings have uh, apparently run with some combination of Byron Murphy, Caleb Evans, and Juwan Williams in nickel set. So um, I asked you about the offensive line. How concerned are you about Andrew Booth Jr.? Oh, way more concerned about him than I am offensive line, which is weird to say. Um, but I think Makai Blackman's gotten first team reps too, even even just like for a little bit, they, they threw him in there uh, to give him some snaps. So um yeah, Andrew Booth is not good. Like he came in, he he fell in the draft because of his injury history. Um, and the Vikings are finding out why he got hurt last year. Didn't play. He missed a handful of games, and and so far in training camp, he's he's hurt again. I, I you know some sometimes guys just it's what happens. They can't stay healthy. Um, whatever they do, you know, maybe he's got to figure something out. Like you know, do Pilates or something, have a different diet or or whatever. Because whatever Kirk's he's do- body guy. Yeah, whatever um, he's doing right now. the sharpshooter or whatever until he, like, stretches <laughs> out. I don't think that's what they do, but... Boston crap. Um, what is Bret uh, Hart doing here? I thought you said it was yeah. a body guy. Oh, yeah, you're about to get stretched, pal. It's literally Jesse the body. Uh, Ventura is his body guy. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's got to figure something else because whatever he's doing out right now is just, it's not working. Um, and it sucks because he, it seems like he has a lot of talent, but he just, he can't stay on the field. And that's very important in your job in the NFL and, and any uh, stay on the field or on the, on the court or the ice or whatever. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm concerned. I'm less concerned because he hasn't been getting first team reps. Um, so obviously they've already been trying to figure out other people getting those reps. It seems like a Caleb Evans and, and Byron Murphy jr. Kind of have those top two slots locked down right now with Juwan Williams kind of mixing in there too. And, 
maybe Makai Blackman will kind of sprout up there towards the end because um, we still got a bunch of preseason games to go, and that could that could change things maybe. Um, but yeah, it, it's disappointing because he was a second round pick, and it's like because uh, Lewis Seen seems like he's doing much better this year. Um, and we just talked about Ed, Ing- Ed Ingram and his chances to be better. Um, so yeah, Andrew Booth. Um, hopefully it's nothing serious, but it's just it's kind of getting annoying, I guess. Already, he's gonna get. He's gonna get cut, man. I, you I think, think so. He's gonna. I think you he's think gonna so? get cut. I. I think wow. he's gonna get cut because I mean everything we've seen from this guy so far screams bust. Like, yeah. I, I mean, so so like go back to the night he was drafted. He sits down in that introductory press conference, and like Matthew Collar mentions this all the time. How like how hard it is to bomb the introductory press conference. But when you say I've not, I haven't been healthy since high school, you yeah, might as well have just told him you had a dead body buried in the back or something yeah. like that. Like that, that was, you know, it's like, uh, yeah, you go to a job interview. Like, what do you do on the weekends? Well, I drink about 15 beers on a Saturday. Oh, <laughs> let me tell you about that. Like, you know, he gets, he gets injured during last year's camp. Surprise, surprise. When he gets on the field, he doesn't look good. That in sync move he had covering Stefan Diggs is burned into my brain where he, every little thing. I, oh, the, whoa. Diggs is like 10 yards open downfield. That's a problem. Attack. Uh, he got bent for soul yeah. the following week. Like, yeah. and now he's behind something called Tawan Williams. Well, I'm sure it's, he's got a little leg up because he knows this system, but I mean, yeah. Things aren't going, and I think and an all pro, yeah, and and I think <laughs> I think that you know my positivity with Ed Ingram is tied to what we've seen from Lewis Seen and Andrew Booth because this 2022 draft class doesn't look good. You mentioned Lewis Seen as improved, and that might be true. He's still on the second team. He's yeah. still playing behind Harrison Smith and Josh Metellus. Um, Ed Ingram, he might be on track to get replaced now from what we've saw. Uh, in the early weeks yeah. of camp, Andrew Booth Jr. We talked about he's injured. Brian Asamoah. I've heard good I mean, things he was about a, him. He was really good for four weeks, but I mean, half the NFL in the final month of the season's on vacation already. So yeah. I've heard I've heard he's had a good camp though, and and, uh, and I have heard that too. Let's see what happens. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> oh yeah, the twenty. I'll say one thing: the 2023 class sounds like they're doing pretty good. So right. back yeah. on track. Yeah, First no, no, year was I, a little... But but I was I was going to mention that Caleb Evans had three concussions. Right. I, I mean. That's not great. And I guess we better hope Ty Chandler and Jalen Naylor do his stuff. And, and I mean, I think too, part of it might've been the scouting staff. Quasey didn't fire oh, yeah. everybody when he got right. there. He just kind of right. was like, you've done the work. Let's just use what you have. Yep. And we found out <laughs> what they had. They and Kevin had, O'Connell didn't really, they didn't really have. Yeah. Like they didn't have enough time. They, they yeah. got there in February and the draft mm-hmm. was in April. So they had to rely on that scouting staff and, that scouting staff was basically Rick Spielman's like handpicked guys, and they didn't really do that well the last few years. And who that might have been was why. the guy from Nevada? Was that Carson Strong? Is that his name? Quarterback? Yeah. Yeah. Like, because I remember he was like, there was like a big kind of to do about Rick going to see him. They probably looked at that and were like, yeah, we're not doing that. Um, <laughs> but, or Malik Willis. That? Responded really well to an overrated chance. Oh, yeah, yeah. He yeah. Did, he, did, better, he did great against take him. powerhouse Syracuse uh, during his career. Yeah. Elite uniforms, though. They're so good. Sir- the Broncos copied copy Sir- them. Syracuse? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, very elite. Um, at least Brian <laughs> Flores' defense looks good. Uh, yeah, Will Raggett's yeah. 
noted that they were sending five, six, or seven guys at the quarterback yes. in a lot of pass plays. Yes. And those rushers would often get home. Say what you want about the guards there, but I digress. Um, Flores also mentioned something about having it better to go forward than backward, which <laughs> imagine that. Um, you hyped about like what you've seen about Flores' defense yeah. so far? Oh, yeah, especially with Daniel Hunter being back. I know we've talked about in the past, like, eh, it'll be okay, you know, if Daniel Hunter, you know, gets traded or he signs somewhere else. It's really good that he's back because um, that's just a whole other element that you have now on your defense that, you know, you weren't sure you were going to have. And you can use him in a variety of different ways, and I'm sure Brian Flores will. It's nice to hear that they have uh, more than one blitzer uh, coming at a time. They have sometimes two or three. There's waves um, of it coming at you just all just, the time. Yeah, I'm just thinking of week one inside U.S. Bank Stadium. You know, Baker Mayfield is the Bucks quarterback. You think he's going to do awesome with seven guys coming at him at once when that you know he can't hear anything? No, it's going to be it's going to be great. Um, so yeah, I'm I, I'm just excited for a defense to you know they're going to give up big plays. And pre- pretty much every defense in the NFL does, even like the Niners and stuff. But they they were not fun to watch last year. We we had the whole Zimmer era where, like, at least the first couple of years, it was fun to watch the defense. Like, it was fun to see Anthony Barr and Harrison Smith, like, just light up the quarterback. Um, and I'm just looking forward to, to seeing that again. That, that aggression, you know, creates turnovers, you know, gets hits. Um, so... And it sounds like it's good for the Vikings offense and practice because they keep talking here. Justin Jefferson and Kirk Cousins being like, this is the one thing that's like thrown us all off in camp. Like we know the offense and everything, but like going against this defense, it's like, whoa, uh, like there's changes everywhere. They're flipping things all over the place. And but they're like they both said, like, this is good because I think Kirk Cousins said his quarterback's coach had to remind him, hey, we're not playing Brian Flores defense in the season. So because he is like trying to like figure out how we beat him. And he's like, don't worry about it. despite we have to win practice yeah yeah but like it's good for them because they'll go into a game against another defense that you know not not as aggressive or you know it doesn't run as many formation variations and things like that and it'll be much easier for them because they've gone against a defense that's basically probably one of the hardest games to go against in all of football so i think it's going to benefit the vikings in, in a lot of ways and that's exciting yeah and uh as someone who was at the Giants playoff game, um, Dean Pease, I want to see, see what's that. Dean Pease, known for his uh, aggressive uh, defensive scheme. That's the guy's name, right? The defensive Martindale. Oh, what, why did I say Dean Pease? He, he's he, retired he was with the Ravens now. too, and he was with the they Titans. Were, yeah, or yeah, they were. They, I think they were both with the Ravens at one point. So that's why I confused the two. But yes, Wink Martindale, who wears like Under Armour under his. Sleeveless sweatshirt, which I'm like, why is it sleeveless? Whereas Under Armour, under his Under Armour. Yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Then he is truly invincible and can just, maybe that's it. If I feel invincible, I will call whenever I feel like it. Could he have done anything else besides be a football coach? Your name is Wink. Like, you can't. What about a game show host? Well, yeah, I guess you can't be like a grocery store manager when your name's Wink. I don't think you can do that. There, there is a shop in Brookings. It's Wink's Fine Jewelry. So apparently, there you go. go. Apparently, you can own a jewelry store in Brookings. uh, If you wanted to. How do you even get Wink, wink. I don't know. Well, actually, he got that name because the hospital was like, what would you like to name your kid? And they're like, wink, wink. And he's like, "Uh, "Okay." Anyway, uh, everybody (laughs) loves Kirk Cousins, right? 
Um, Coming into camp, a lot of people have believed Kirk broke out of his shell. Uh, He was one of the most intriguing subjects during the quarterback documentary. He was ranked 42nd on NFL's top 100 players list, which I I mean, it matters. It matters now because he's on it. Yeah, I know. Uh, Yeah. Funny, right? Um, We haven't talked about those because I, I, I don't care. I know Kirk could be number one and I'd be like, all right, whatever. Cause you know, you know what some of those players do when they vote just like, Oh yeah. I like him. Yep. Yeah, Kirk Cousins. Yep, yep. I mean, I guarantee you, I guarantee you, uh, Cameron Jordan didn't vote Kirk cousins for the top 100, no, but, no, 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 no. um, he's higher you know, than him though. Yeah. He is higher than Cameron Jordan. Um, yeah, it, it's just, it, it's whatever. I mean, I'm sure it's a bragging rights thing among players sometimes, but yeah, well, it's just funny. Cause people were complaining like, that Justin Fields was ranked higher than Trevor Lawrence. And then they're all, all of a sudden they're like, Oh, Kirk Cousins is number 42. Look at that. He's getting respect. I'm like, Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> Which one is it? Cause they're either terribly wrong about Justin Fields or they're absolutely right about Kirk Cousins. You can't, uh, and they also have, I believe they also have Eric Kendricks rated ahead of uh, Harrison Smith, which if you watch Vikings football at all last year, Eric Kendricks should be nowhere near the top 100 list. He should be about five yards behind. Um, yeah. And Hawkinson didn't even make it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. Okay. I don't know. But uh, Kirk's out here. He's given thoughtful, charismatic answers during training camp. Uh, he wore number 66 to practice the other day. Uh, Eric Thompson of the Daily Norseman uh, mentioned that he probably said, you know, just getting my kicks in. But uh, some people also thought it was like a signal to the front office for Dalton Reisner, which Kirk ain't doing that. No, no <laughs> it would have no, been no. freaking awesome. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But I mean, no. hey, Kirk. Kirk Cousins isn't doing that. Lindsey Young of Vikings.com actually uh, reported that he was just trolling Ryan Wright. His right yeah. wore 66 in camp, and he wanted to motivate the guys who are fringe players. Also, acknowledge me for it. not co- – uh, yes. <laughs> just just kicking bombs 66. in 66. Yeah. Um, he, he kicks for 66. Wow. That could have been uh, a right. missed marketing opportunity. But uh, here's the thing that kind of got me. And this is why I wanted to talk about Kirk, even though there's nothing really going on with Kirk right now. Kirk gave a riveting presentation to his teammates during training camp. And this was from Sam Weich of NFL Network, who said, the people who told me about this said it was absolutely riveting. The fact that Kirk Cousins is one of the oldest guys on the team and was touching guys who came into the league with this message where they were like, this is our leader. This is a righteous guy that we want to get behind. Um, reportedly, Cousins brought up the scene in quarterback where Nick Mullins suggested recording the play calls on his phone to help him memorize the offense. Cousins mentioned that because Mullins didn't have to do that and could have just been envious of the starter and been like yeah. bleep you. Um, I do wonder what Sean Mannion would have suggested in that role. Just like, hey, have you heard this band Nirvana? You can check them out. <laughs> <laughs> They're freaking awesome, bro. I, you know, <laughs> Jesus. Um, but here's the thing that gets me. This is okay. Whatever. He's doing speeches, whatever. This isn't the first time this has happened. Let's let's go back a year ago. Let's go back to the months after Mike Zimmer was gone. It had like Mario beating Bowser and the Mushroom Kingdoms all together again vibes, right? Uh, the mean old guy is gone. Kirk Cousins called his teammates together and he delivered a similar speech. Now, how do I know this? Because Ben Lieber said so on the Unrestricted podcast where he said oh, yeah. there was a meeting. All of the biggest names on the team were at this meeting and Kirk blew everybody away and how he handled things that were said. Apparently, a couple of guys walked out of the meeting and said, Kirk's our dog. 
Kirk's our freaking dog. Apparently, Kirk came in very prepared for this meeting. Apparently, he had been taking notes all season long and laid it out. Apparently, I guess the guys were like, damn, this is a guy that we can ride with that's going to have our backs at all time. Apparently, this is another riveting presentation. Apparently, 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 apparently. <laughs> what do you make about Kirk's riveting presentation? Um, I like that he's, you know, being a vocal leader because his dad told him he needed to do that in high school um, in his note to him. So he's finally being able to do that. Um, I'm always a little weary of stuff that Kirk Cousins is doing right now this year, particularly because it's a contract year, you know, not to take it away from him or anything, but he's doing a lot of things to make sure that not only the Vikings know that he's, you know, committing to making the team better, but that he's committed to prolonging his career in the future. So he will be ready and available. If he's not, if he's not with the Vikings next year, he will be ready to go for another team. And he's showing and he's doing these things to be a leader and, and show that he can be a leader with another team. That being said, it's good that he is doing this. Um, you know, if last year was the first time, it's about damn time. He was there in 2018. I know it's hard to come into a situation where you're kind of like the Vikings kind of had like a core group already when he came into it. He kind of probably felt like he was the new kid, like on the outside. And he's been there for a while now. So it kind of feels like he probably feels more like it's his team. And I'm sure Kevin O'Connell was like, dude, you've been here for a while. This, this is your team. You're the quarterback. So like, um, and this isn't the first time either. Like guys in the past have always said about how like Kirk Cousins is a good leader and everything. And, you know, some, and, you know, sometimes he may not be the best leader in terms of like emotions and stuff, but he's, he leads with his play and then he does stuff like this in the locker room. Um, I think they asked Justin Jefferson about it and he said immediately, you know, yesterday, like, cause he's a leader, he's, he's, he's going to lead us, you know, he's going to show us to, you know, what we have to do and what not to do. So, <sighs> Yeah, um, it's good. Like, there's no, there's no downside of it. No, but yeah, it's when it's just so funny when like reporters like that come out with like specific quotes of like it was absolutely riveting. I'm like, who said that? What what player <laughs> on that roster said it was absolutely? Was it Ben Lever? Yeah, was it just... was it Kirk Cousins? Um, and also the thing with like Nick, Nick Mullins, like not having to give him the advice to do on his phone. I don't think nobody thought Nick Mullins was coming in for your job. Right. Okay? Like he wasn't there to be the starter. He knew that. Uh, so this but, you know, is, this is... <laughs> like, yeah, but it's I just good. imagine it's, like it's the good. opening scene of Step Brothers, like Nick Mullins is sitting there and like Kirk Cousins is sitting there. It's like, yeah, but you have to call me Dragon. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> But like it, it, it's good, too, though. Like I, it just shows more that Kirk feels comfortable. And I guess like maybe the more comfortable he can feel, the less tense he will be in games and and tight situations you know until i see it to believe it i'm still going to think he's gonna still feel a little tense especially in games against tougher teams or in the playoffs um but it's just a, a more progression of his relationship with kevin o'connell who feels like he's kind of maybe instilled more confidence in the kirk cousins which is a great quality of kevin o'connell i think you mentioned exactly how i feel about this I need to see it on the field. I, I need to see it because for all of the good things that Kirk has done, and like you said, there's no downside to any of this. Like it, it is funny. You never hear like other quarterbacks <laughs> get, you know what I mean? Like chewed everyone out. Everybody's just kind of like, well, okay, know, whatever. Like you hear about that deck stuff that's going on where the defense is talking trash to him. They're, no. Yeah. 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 Trayvon Diggs and all the defense are like getting in Dak's face and like talking trash to him. And people are like, 
you can't do that to your quarterback. And it was like, they're playing, they're playing football. Who cares? Patrick Starfish has some problems in Bikini Bottom. Yeah, by yeah. that, I mean, I mean Patrick Mahomes, Dallas, he's, he's talking trash to the other team. He's getting there. He's headbutting opponents. So, like, there's there's many ways to go about it. But, yeah. Like, that's, what, that's what we need. We need Kirk to get, like, the, you know, oh the Cody God. Rhodes tattoo. But it's, like, a heart that's his mom or something just, like, on his neck. I'm out here putting my neck on the line, guy. He should get 66 tattooed on his neck. Yeah. Just yeah. like, remember Ryan Wright, Ryan Wright. He'll be like, also, yeah, Mario Lemieux. You remember that guy? He played for the Penguins. He would uh, he would just bring up random, like, old trivia. Because he, because <laughs> one, one other side note, did you see the, I think Luke Braun tweeted the other day that Stacy's mom came on. And uh, Kirk was like, hey, guys, look, Stacy's mom is on. It's like, you, you would... <laughs> Would be. I would I would love to have one beer with Kirk Cousins, not oh, like yeah. ten or fifteen. Actually, having ten oh, or 15, it might it might be. Do you remember the old Chappelle show sketch with uh, where he like hung out with Wayne Brady? <laughs> like, oh yeah, 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 Wayne Brady's like the nicest guy ever, and like he's shooting people and like doing drugs and like I mean, <laughs> I'm not gonna repeat it, but oh my no, no, god, no 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> Um, let's change course, change course, um, right, live, live, live YouTube. Um, I need to see it from Kurt. I need to see it because there have been too many times where the offense kind of goes away. There are too many. I mean, like this is, this is Kirk. This is the same thing we saw in quarterback. When it comes to preparation, there is nobody better than Kirk cousins. Like as, and you know, even from a physical standpoint between the ears, that's where it gets into problems. And I mean, there's nothing wrong with going to see like a sports therapist to get it sh- uh, sorted out. But I mean, at the same time, um, it, it's just like, you know, fourth and eight season on the line, you know, he was able to do it in Buffalo and throw it to Justin Jefferson, but there, and then, you know, I, I can hear some people already, but, but the offensive line and the defense, and what was he's supposed to throw it beyond the line of scrimmage because if they don't get it beyond the line of scrimmage, the He'd season is over. And that's exactly what happened. And the next thing you know, I slipped on some ice. I smoked my head on the pavement <laughs> outside of us bank stadium. And it's all Kirk's fault. It's all Kirk's fault. That is what I'm saying. That is, that is the theme of this. So, mm-hmm. We'll just see how it goes with Kirk this year. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm curious. I think he's feeling good too. I think he's 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 always wanted to be like, oh, I don't pay attention to like you know what's going on. I think he's hearing maybe maybe Julie's like being like, hey, I think he, I think they like you in the show. Um, so I think like he's he's because every time I read something about quarterback, people are like, oh, Patrick Mahomes, like you see how good he is. Everyone's like, I'm a fan of Kirk Cousins now. Uh, and no one talks about Marcus Mariota because he was in there for like two episodes. Um, but he was, yeah, he like, split as soon as he was bad. My knee hurts, guys. Peace <laughs> out. Oh, I had a kid. <laughs> Look at the kid. Yeah, that was, that, was that, that might be my one critique of the show that like they didn't really explore that where it was like, oh, now you need surgery after you, you got benched? Like, <laughs> Just it was just wow, very quick, like, oh yeah, I, I I needed surgery and I was just like, Hey, I did like if he I, and I'm not criticizing, I mean he made his own decision, yeah. but I mean if he you know, even if it's like, Well, you know, I had a kid, you know, at yeah. that point his, I just kinda wanted to get the operation and it yeah. all happened at a good time. And, and I as think much, he said that too, but yeah, as much access as they provided the audience, there's definitely way more that they didn't show. Yeah. So I'm, I'm sure there's some of that too. But did you hear Joe Burrow's going to be on the next season? I did. Yeah, I'm very excited yeah. for that. I'm a big Joe Burrow guy. 
I think Jordan Love might be on it too because Peyton Manning was poking around in uh, Packers camp the other day, and I would assume that, that has something to do with it. God, if he if he train wrecks that, that would be like oh, that would be great. Therapeutic. Yeah. Although I've I've heard I, I'm still having, yeah, I'm treading carefully, man. <laughs> I've heard he's ha- I've heard he's having a good camp, which is training camp, but yeah, I I think the Packers are you still got to worry about him. I think so. I uh yeah, <laughs> happier <laughs> thoughts. Um. SummerSlam Sunday. Yeah. Any, or Saturday. You got any thoughts? Yeah. Or? Um, I want Jay to win. May have been Jay Uso, but I don't think it's going to happen. It's too it's too early to just end everything. But maybe they'll do a swerve and, you know, he'll win. But I don't know. I think something where, where Jimmy comes back and maybe turns on Jay and interferes. Maybe like this should be me getting the title shot, not you, blah, 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 that kind of stuff. Um, So I could see something like that happening. Uh, I'm curious to see if maybe we have some returns, maybe like Bray Wyatt, Randy Orton. Yeah, I'm just saying. Guy. Yeah, yeah. He's got it. You're the one. Casey who, can't see it. You're the one who tipped uh, me off that he yeah. had his his theme song got a little update. So uh, <laughs> your voice. I took that there. photo, by the way. It's not. It's not like a super oh, loser. Yes, nice. I did. Nice. That was actually. Um, nice. It was a house show in Rochester, Minnesota. Actually, a couple years ago on Easter Sunday, Randy Orton was there. So then he he did this thing oh yeah the spot i will say now i'm like that's pretty cool and i took a picture I don't like his theme song at all i'm a big fan of his original rko theme song with like the gold coming down it was like i think it was like hey nothing you can burn in my light yeah, yeah that's yeah, the name yeah. of that song i love yeah. that uh the legend killer uh back in the day uh what else is going on uh ricochet and logan, logan paul, paul. Heard that's kicking off the show because I think Logan Paul is trying to get to his brother's fight, which is like at the same time in Dallas. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, who, uh, Drew McIntyre against Gunther. Gunther. Whatever. However yeah. I was. I, I feel like Ricochet is going to gonna win that because I don't think Lo- Logan Paul doesn't really have to like go over. People are still going to come to see him. So they, they don't really have to do that. It would benefit Ricochet more if he won than, than Logan Paul. But, you know, heel, heel stuff happens too. Um. Yeah, Gunther and Drew McIntyre. I think Gunther's gonna win because he's because he's very close to the Honky Tonk Man's Intercontinental record. Um, what? Oh, L.A. Knight in the Battle Royal. I think he's got it. That's it. Has to be. What the are they doing? They have it. Yeah, right. What are they doing? Like I've heard the rumors are like people don't like him backstage and stuff, but like, and they're like they think it's gonna his popularity is gonna be short, but like it's been going on for a while. It's not short at all. So. I don't know, and then the the I'm not. I don't think I'm interested in the Ronda and Shayna Baszler MMA rule. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> what are they? Are they fighting in a cage? What? what yeah, <laughs> I, I I I'm a borderline MMA fan to begin with. Oh like, yeah, are they some, If I a see fight? a good match, that's cool. But like sometimes it's just like, and they're grappling again. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. And then is there anything else? I can't think of the triple threat: Charlotte, Oscar, oh. and uh, oh, Bianca, yeah. and Cody and yeah. Brock, and Cody and Brock three. And no Cody's stipulation gonna, there. I think Cody's going to win that. Yeah. I SummerSlam, think. like, it's always interesting to me. I, SummerSlam's always ass backwards. Like, when I'm excited to watch it and stuff, I, it turns out to be a lousy show. When I'm kind of, like, low on it, like I am this year, like, it turns out to be an awesome show. And oh, it's going to be good. All the yeah, PLEs I mean, Triple H's PLEs don't miss. Right. Like, that, that, that's kind of it. I, I'm looking forward to it, and when I watch it, I'll probably be like, that was awesome, but yeah. Um, wasn't last yeah, year like I the, mean, the first? Wasn't last year like the first like time kind of Triple H had control over 
the PLEs and SummerSlam was like the first thing, and then that was awesome. The next thing we knew, Brock was driving a tractor to the ring. Right. Um, okay, right. <laughs> you're in charge now. I got this idea. Cool. <laughs> let's yeah. Let's do it. Um, side note. Side note on wrestling. I just watched the Dark Side of the Ring Bash of the Beach 2000. I had no idea about that. I had no idea that happened. Where where, where Jeff Jarrett like laid down. Oh yeah. Um, and and Hulk Hogan stepped on him. I had no idea that happened. Yeah, um, so Hulk Hogan was, used his creative control card. Yeah. And Jeff Jarrett was like, "Screw you!" Yeah. And then uh, that was the rise of Booker T. I'd never, I had no idea about that. Maybe because I didn't follow WCW when it was terrible at the end. But yes. <laughs> but uh, let's close with this. What's going on over at the Viking Age? Oh, we got lots of good stuff. We're reacting to training camp. Uh, we're looking at uh, some of the players that are, you know, kind of surprising so far. Some that are disappointing. Um, I'm sure we'll have a, fi- uh, a 53-man prediction before the first preseason game, which I believe is next Thursday um, in Seattle, if yes. I'm not mistaken. Got to do the annual trip to Seattle, uh, the Vikings do. Um, yeah, there's lots of stuff. Of course, we got the podcast. And then, yeah, we're, we're always doing some good stuff over there. So so check that out. And uh, I'm sure we'll have some bold predictions from a certain someone over there uh, before the season. We'll, we'll get we'll get rolling here as uh, soon as we yeah. have a preseason game to talk oh, about yeah, next yeah. week. I was just about to bring that up, but um, <laughs> always an exciting time. One week to go when we finally got preseason football. Um, enjoy the Hall of Fame game for halfway through the first quarter or something. My mom actually texted me during the show. She said, uh, let me look for it here. Oh, yeah. Uh, one time I want to go to the Hall of Fame game and my luck, Mr. Cheesehead would be playing. I think she means Aaron Rodgers, even though he's not. Right. Well, not I remember team anymore, but. the Vikings were in the Hall of Fame game. And they played the Steelers 2015 and Diggs. They were. Diggs like returned a punt. He almost returned it all the way. And I remember like, I think this guy's good. He was like a fifth round pick. So I'm like, I think this thing, I think this thing turned out OK. Yeah. Pretty good. Yeah. yeah. It's, good. it's good. You never know. <laughs> Yeah, no, and then you have other guys like Kyle Kyle Slaughter, who preseason god, uh, doesn't know the Poor playbook. Guy. Just got married, by the way. Shout out to Kyle Slaughter. Congratulations. Yeah. Love is hard. First um, ring uh, he got. Well, that's all the time we have for the Viking Age podcast, the official podcast of the VikingAge.com. We do this every Monday and Wednesday at 6.15 p.m. Central Time. You can catch us on Apple and Spotify the very next day, but however you listen, Rate, comment, like, and subscribe so you never miss a new episode. For Adam Patrick, I'm Chris Shad. We'll talk to you next time on the Viking Age Podcast. <laughs>